We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. into the 11 o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tapp, Nick Schwert with you. We'll get to all 32 in the NFL here in about 10 minutes or so. I think the, the holiday feast has started downstairs, so maybe a camera will end up uh, going. I'll going, take mine down there. I'll take a whole there. pie, too. I don't care. Again, the show is now streaming uh, also on video, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. You can check out the show in that fashion as well. But let's talk some more Chiefs football. Danian Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver, of course, part of the Chiefs radio network. You'll hear him on the call Sunday night with Mitch Holtis, Josh Klingler, and Dan Israel. Danian, always good to have you on, man. And I, we'll have to get you in studio at some point, too. Now now we have we have video. We can get you on camera. Yeah, man. I keep hearing that I got a face for radio. So, yeah, it'd be good to get out there. <laughs> yeah. I, What's going I, I, on, fellas? <laughs> Oh, look, we're, we're good, but I want to get your perspective on these wide receivers because, you know, MVS is out sick. I, I still think he's going to play on Sunday, but then we know Juju's dealing with a serious situation with concussion protocol. Uh, you got McColl, who's got a, you know, they're calling it an abdominal illness. Uh, take us through, I mean, I'm sure either you yourself or guys you played with dealt with concussions. Just kind of walk us through that a little bit, if you could, when it comes to Juju. Well, obviously they care more about the players nowadays than they did when I played because, we didn't have concussion protocols. Uh, I always talk about, I have opportunities to do public speaking and so on. I talk about the best treatment that I got for when I had one of my multiple concussions was a uh, Tylenol, smelling salts, and an ice bag. And I was Jeez. back in the game. Uh, never, never missed plays. Uh, I had, think I counted like anywhere between 16 and 18 concussions that I had wow. while I was playing. That so, many? Yeah. Yes, sir. Actually, one of them was on the baseball field in college when I ran over a catcher. But uh, the rest of them were in the NFL. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was it was tough sledding. I'm fortunate that I don't feel any of the negative effects of that, but I do commend the NFL for at least uh, presenting a, a protocol that elevates the, the seriousness of it. So, yeah, you know, we want to make sure that Juju and MVS are – have all their faculties and are back to normal before they even think about getting back on the field. But that presents another opportunity for another guy. And I was one of those guys as well, where I took advantage of opportunities when guys got injured uh, and made the most of opportunities I had when I, when I did start at wide receiver. And um, that's the name of the game. So yeah, the concussions are serious. You want to make sure that everybody's fully healthy uh, have all their, their, their capabilities and reaction skills, et cetera. Uh, it's a serious thing. I will say about the concussion or the hit, I thought it was an egregious application by the officials. I thought it was terribly handled on the field to throw the flag, to pick the flag up, uh, to deem it not defenseless. I don't know what a defenseless receiver is if either of those hits on MVS and Juju wouldn't be called and both had flags that were picked up. It doesn't seem right to me. Uh, I haven't looked at the NFL in regards to uh, fines this week, but I'd be shocked if that defensive back wasn't fined. Uh, And to me, if you're going to find somebody, it needs to be a penalty on the field and vice versa. Uh, And so I I didn't like the, the whole football aspect of it. We're just hoping for the best on the health aspect of it. Dana, and I think this is on the injury report. This is the fourth or fifth concussion Juju's had reportedly in his career. You gave that number of 16 or 17. Would you say that that was a pretty common number for you when you played of guys having concussions in the league? 
I would not be surpri- surprised if it was, and here's why: because we had, you know, we we got our bell rung, got a little ding, we got a stinger, um, got a little knocked a little woozy, all the little light ways or lightweight ways we we tagged concussions back then, and in essence, what we found out is that those are concussions. So I would not be surprised. I mean, you're talking about running into a wedge of defensive linemen and offensive linemen. I mean, the wedge that we had my second year in the league consisted of Vaughn Booker, Will Shields, and I think Tracy Rogers and maybe Greg Minuski. Like, you're talking about <laughs> 250 to 300 pounders that somebody like me at 215 as a so-called big receiver was running full speed into with a 50-yard head start just to hope that our team scores so I could do it again. How, I mean, how crazy is that? That's one thing. But the, yeah. other, the other aspect of it is, is that, yeah, I'm sure that there were a lot, of, a lot more commonalities in regards to the concussions that happened because of the rules of the game and the fact that they didn't really care about us as much. We're talking to Dane and Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver, of course, uh, part of the Chiefs radio network. You hear him on the call Sunday night with Mitch Holtis and, and Josh Klingler. On the field from from the Chiefs' perspective now, though, let, let's look at uh, Juju potentially not playing, maybe McCall Hardman potentially not playing. You, you worried at all about the, the, the depth there at wide receiver if it's a group of Tony, MVS, and I guess Sky Moore slash Justin Watson? Normally I would say yes, but actually when you got 15 at quarterback, I would say <laughs> not, not really. Like, we still got Travis. You still got a healthy Jody. You got Noah Gray coming along. I know you guys mentioned those guys. And I just feel like with Eric Bieniemy and uh, the mad scientist of offense and Andy Reid, I just feel like we will construct a game plan that will put us in a position for success. I mean, that's kind of been par for the course for this Chiefs organization. Even when they had Alex Smith, it was the same. So the fact that we have the better quarterback in this game – the better quarterback of what we had in the past. Uh, and we got capable guys. And let's not forget, like, everybody makes a lot about the depth chart in the NFL. It is minimal, the, the difference between non-all-pro starters and everybody else. I mean, it's literally a minimal difference. And so – I know we like to see Juju, and he's really good, and we and obviously Marquez Valdez-Scanling is good, and, and McCall, we, they got a body of work that says that they are good. But there's some young dogs that are waiting in the wings for multiple opportunities because it's a difficult dynamic to, to go into a game and have to look to the sideline after every play to see if you're coming out. For, for Justin Watson, for Kadarius Toney, for a Sky Moore, to know I'm in the game for this entire series. I'm in the game uh, until I want to tap my helmet to come out because I'm winded. There's production to be had with that. There's confidence that that can be generated with that kind of dynamic. So uh, let's not let's not get caught up in the depth chart per se because there's some young young uh, pups behind them that are chomping at the bit waiting for multiple opportunities. Dane, Dane, how embarrassed should the rest of the division be that if the Chiefs win this game on Sunday, that they'll have the division locked up for the seventh consecutive year before Thanksgiving? In a year, Dane, and I'd like to point out that every single other team spent more money and tried harder than the Chiefs did, I guess, in the offseason. Well, I mean, that's not abnormal. I mean, you remember when Patrick Mahomes burst on the scene, what happened the next season? Everybody went and got defensive guys because they felt like in order to stop this Patrick Mahomes kid, we got to get pressure on him. And then that didn't work. Now every team went and got a bunch of offensive guys because in order to stop this Patrick Mahomes guy, we got to score a bunch of points. And now that's not working. So to me, the embarrassment of the rest of the division, like it's almost become normal because you haven't been able to knock Patrick Mahomes off of this pedestal. Other teams are hoping for other teams in the other divisions, like the Bengals and the Bills and the Ravens to knock us off. While in our own division, we just have owned everybody. So I don't know if the embarrassment is different than any year, maybe (laughs) because there was a height of expectations because we get Russell Wilson and everybody thinks Justin Herbert was 
going to be the next up-and-coming superstar, and those guys haven't been able to do that. But I don't think that's different. The embarrassment has been there, and it should stay there as long as we got a healthy Patrick Mahomes. I think they might get to 10. I, I think if they win it this year, they already have the second-longest divisional record in history. I, I think they might get to 10, Danon, because I felt like that this was the year that they had a, actually had a chance because the Chiefs were doing not a full rebuild or anything, but you know they had to take away some veterans on the roster and trust a lot of very young players on offense and defense, and it has not made them skip a beat. I just want to to be in a, a situation where the media, national media or whomever is not picking the chargers in preseason. <laughs> like, like if yeah. I have a Christmas gift that I can put out there for next month, like somebody promised me that we will not say that the chargers are on the uptick next year and that they are ready to dethrone Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Cause that didn't happen with Philip Rivers. It's not happening with Justin Hurts. back to bed and relish what we have now with Patrick Mahomes and the dominance in the AFC West. But I will say this, this is a pivotal game, not just for the Chargers, but for the Chiefs, because you, you know, you, you want to keep a, a sleeping dog lying. And right now the Chargers, they don't need any boost uh, to be able to, to fight and, and have a strong ending of the season or, or last half of the season. I feel like this is a game that we should win. We're a better total football team, even without injuries. But these are also the type of games where a team like the Chargers can get that necessary spark that can push them to a stronger finish that I don't think we want to have to deal with. So uh, to me, it, it makes it more essential that we go out there and win this game in L.A. Dane and Hughes, uh, have a safe flight out to L.A. Enjoy L.A. Sunday night. We'll be listening over on 106.5 The Wolf, and uh, we'll check in next week. All right, fellas. Sounds good. There you go. Dane and Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver, and I guess we probably won't check in next Thursday. It's Thanksgiving, but we'll talk to him next week, some form or fashion. Yeah, I'll, you know what? We'll just bump <laughs> him up to like Wednesday yeah, or something. I think we'll that's, a, that's, a, that's a good plan as well. How about that, though? He's 16. Thinks he had 16 concussions because as he pointed out back then they're just like oh he just got he just got a little stinger or something like that and nobody really took it seriously back then i like didn't he even said play it so organized. casually i know like it was just like 16. a normal number of course i didn't play organized football and I, I know twice of which i've had a concussion so i mean how hard is it to i guess get them apparently not super yeah, that's a crazy is... number but they didn't have the safety stuff in play no. you could oh. wreck a receiver coming over the middle the helmet technology was worse as he said they didn't on, care when you got it as he said on special teams you were running into a brick wall essentially every special teams kickoff return and that's and he played and that's he played a lot of special teams throughout his career thanks again to dana hughes for for joining us we'll get to the the trash of the day here in about five minutes or so but let's go all 32 presented by anthony plumbing heating cooling and electric technicians you can trust with your house keys We've been trying to figure out what's going on with Russell Wilson. Like, how could he sure. fall off a cliff the way he has? Even though there were some signs last year in Seattle that that maybe he wasn't at least the, the top-level guy Not this bad. that he was. I think we found the problem. Guys, I think he, he believes he's still in Seattle. So, former Denver Bronco, who now does a radio show in, in, in Denver, Tyler Columbus, was talking about Russell Wilson. And this is a quote from a guy that you would believe. I mean, he played in the league. He's got sources with the Broncos still. He said, Russ is losing his mind out there. He's using audibles from the Seahawks. The guys don't know the audibles. He's using code words that the guys don't know. <laughs> How is that? It's week 10, week so, 11, I guess now. Like he's just waiting for them to figure like, it out. It's like Peyton Manning yeah, went to a new yeah. thing and he's saying Omaha. They're like, we don't say that here. I don't, I don't know what that means. Now, I guess what's if, Omaha? If you're really looking for the optimistic side here is like, well, this should be fixable, right? Like, I mean, just change the damn words. Get everybody on the same page. But it's honestly, let me ask you something. Who should be responsible for change? He should change his words. Does he strike you as the type of guy who is really receptive to changing and adjusting his ways? No, but it's Uh, just crazy that it's on the coaches, of course, just as much as anybody. Like, how is it week 11 and he's still using code words that not everybody understands, but he only understands? I don't know. What? I don't, it, I, I so, don't know. Yes, it's an easy fix. You're like, oh, we can fix that in the offseason. But why can't you fix that now? It's it's, it's halfway through, oh, past halfway and, and through then, the season. And then imagine if they fire Hackett and he has to learn a different offensive system with different words again. It's not saying they don't ever roll some things in. They do. But if he can't even get the language right, what the hell are his wide receivers supposed to be doing? <laughs> if he's saying, you know what this is? This is the scene from Wedding Crashers. Hot route. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hot route. He's like, I don't know what hot route is. What does that mean? Red seven. Red, Red, Red seven. <laughs> Where do you want me to go? That doesn't mean anything to me. That's essentially what he's doing Jeez. to his Denver Bronco teammates. One of the most interesting things that's getting ready to happen this weekend is the snow in Buffalo. We haven't talked about it yet, but the most recent forecasted reports of snow are up to 70 inches of snow landing in Buffalo <laughs> starting tonight. You know, How many feet is that? 70 at some point inches you just gotta go by, At some point, you just have to go by feet. Because You're like, that's too I many. I can't do the math. I'm I don't want to do 70 divided by 12. I, you can't. I cannot be held responsible. It's six feet. I'm just it's look, a little. It's just short of that, but just short of six feet. Let me stand of snow. up. Let me stand up here. On, we on video stream, so I'm six three. Just think about that. That's how tall the snow would be, Nick. That's ridiculous. The height of Alex, roughly, More which is. That. You'd be able to see that. like Alex's forehead. That's pretty That's much it. it. That's insane. I can't even fathom. I'm looking outside even What's, at our window here, like just trying to fathom what six feet would look like on the roadway out there. It's not possible. <laughs> I can't. I can't visualize it in real in real time. If you just imagine you walking out your front door, Gold, and you're be, head to toe. Well, you're not you walking. Have to just you're walk not walking out your front door. Us. You're stuck in. Like you're, you're stuck inside your apartment, your house, whatever. You're but not here's moving. the thing. This can actually be good for Kansas City because enough movement here can absolutely change the game. If they play this game in Buffalo, there's five feet of snow on the ground. Cleveland's got a much better oh, chance to win this game yeah, because if there's five feet of snow coming down in the middle of an NFL football game, that could impact it. And it could impact the home field advantage you would normally get from playing in Buffalo and all the other things. If they make them go to Detroit, now they have to change their plans, move, play out of a hotel for the rest of the year, then, or the rest of the week, then play out of a hotel for the second week against Detroit. I'm not saying they'd lose to both of those teams, but it increases the likelihood of losing to either. So either yeah. way, this could end up burning Buffalo in a way that sets Kansas City up huge for it. But honestly, I'm rooting for the game in Buffalo. I want to see a game with feet of snow on the ground. That's way more entertaining. Also, just as a quick reminder, Buffalo did just get a $1.4 billion stadium approved that $850 million is going to be paid for by taxpayers. Did they decide to put a dome on it? Anybody remember? No, they want to play outdoors, man. I like That's it. correct. I like that. They want to play outdoors. I like that. I think the Chiefs should do the same thing whenever they renovate Airhead. Come on. We're getting six feet of snow in KC, man. I know. That's why it's cool. Thank goodness we don't. Thank goodness. Land the elements. Whatever happened to that? Whatever, what, 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 what's happened to Nobody's us say, as a society, guys? They still do play in the elements. Nobody's eliminating that. We're just saying it's just crazy. Sounds like Cody's canceling weather. I'm saying it. if you can get six feet of snow in your stadium, put a dome on it. I don't. Uh, that seems like that's what Minnesota did. They're like, we're not going to play outside anymore. That was kind of stupid. So, dome. So the Browns, the team that are heading to Buffalo to play in that snowstorm, mm-hmm. they are now back with the services of Deshaun Watson at least – in terms of practicing. Now, he's still got a few weeks before he can actually play, but Deshaun Watson kind of quietly returning to the fold in Cleveland, or I guess entering the fold, seeing as how he has yet to play a game for them. He didn't play at all last year. Have we at all, just for a moment, right, considered the idea that Deshaun Watson, who got the most ridiculous contract and the biggest contract in NFL history, might not be great anymore oh i've considered it i think gold and i might have had this conversation maybe it was even on a day you were off because i think if you take two years off of football there's a pretty good chance that you won't be nearly as good when you come back yeah there's not a zero percent chance of that i just i just don't believe that will be the case you know i i I look at what he was before i've also you know we we, he wasn't hurt, right? You know, it's not he's not he's not not playing for two years because he can't stay healthy. He hasn't played for two years for all the most notable reasons that we've discussed for time and time again. Um, I don't know what he'll look like this year, jumping in at the end of a season. Like, yeah, I think that there can be some timing issues with his teammates and things like that. But like next year, I next year I don't think he's going to be terrible. I think next year he'll he'll be one of the better quarterbacks in the league again. Now, will we get back to that? fringe where he was playing like a top five quarterback. I don't and know. His final year as a starter, he led the league yeah. in passing yardage of 4,800. He had a 33 touchdown to seven interception ratio. Yeah, he was a top five quarterback in the league. He was. But before that, he was kind of like Alex Smith statistically. Yeah, I think That was his big breakout good. year. I'm not so sure that someone who spent three years being fine, like a perfectly fine quarterback who didn't blow things out of the water, then had their breakout year, then had to take two years off. To me, that's what makes it a challenge. Yeah. I, okay. I still I think Two years is a long time, but we've, how damn good he was. I understand yeah. how gross it feels for everyone, but still, like I, he was pretty damn good Can we just establish one thing then? 
because Michael Vick, who took off two full seasons then came back, was the backup for a year in Philly before he had that breakout. Year. 21 touchdowns, six yeah, interceptions. Yeah, he was behind bars for two years. Yeah. Well, actually, he got prison strength. <laughs> prison strength. So that meant prison made Michael Vick better. I don't know if you're ready for that conversation, but... I mean, that's, I think that's pretty true. You think prison made him better? Like yeah, as a I mean, quarterback? They're, they're, you think In he, fairness, his better statistical seasons did know, come post-prison. Text yeah. line thinks maybe Watson won't be as good, Nick, because he won't be able to get the massages he was getting in Houston. That's true. Stress well, relief, gone. Now what's he going to do? He's going to, like, turn to other hobbies? I just want to establish one thing. I looked I looked this up, and I couldn't believe it because I didn't remember it. Um, Michael Vick won comeback player of the year yeah. that season. Deshaun Watson, I don't, I don't care if he, if he has 55 touchdowns and zero interceptions and 6,000 yards next year, he better not be eligible for that damn award. He didn't come back from anything. All right. Comebacks, usually comeback player of the year should be like you fought through adversity. I know. Having to sit out half a season because you couldn't stop masturbating in front of and on women doesn't feel like adversity. I don't think you're allowed to come back from that. You're just going to have to be a regular NFL player. Sorry. Yeah, it'll be weird how that works with the award stuff. Well, let's just hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah. Let's all Look, wait for I, him I, to be as bad as I Nick do thinks think, he might be. I do think he's still going to be pretty damn good next season for for Probably. Cleveland. But it'll, it'll be interesting to what extent because we always say there's no <laughs> pretty bad. Good. They're paying $45 million. Well, that's the thing. Fully guaranteed contract. We say there's no bad contracts in the NFL and for quarterbacks because there'll always be one that tops it. His isn't. He he we we saw this past offseason. That's a contract that's probably never going to be matched. So if he's a fringe top ten guy, that's gonna significantly impact their chances of yeah, winning Browns at a high never, level. The Browns never had a top ten quarterback in their mind it was worth it. That's why they sold their soul to it. I they had Brady Quinn for they did. a little bit. By the way, how do you walk that? Oh, back? they drafted him in the top. Let's 10. say he <laughs> is let's say he is what he is what Gold says. And he's like a top five quarterback by the end of this contract in year five. At 31, are you going to give him another fully guaranteed contract again? Or <laughs> No, there's no way. There's no, no. You legitimately. I think that contract is one of its kind. You know what's amazing is he is, his contract is so guaranteed, Nick, as you point out. You would say like any contract of length, it's not actually five years. His is. Yeah, it's He is guaranteed. actually uncuttable. Yep. Like every single dead cap hit for every year is more than the actual cap hit to let him play, except for the final year of the deal in which it is a net wash. He would cost $54 million and he'd cost $54 million to cut. Jeez. All right, real quick, let's get to the trash of the day. Trash of the day. Uh, we, we joked about uh, yesterday when we were talking about the stadium stuff, how, you know, for a while around, around the sports complex, it really was like a Taco Bell and a Denny's. Sure. Uh, well, Denny's has unveiled a $5.99 T-shirt. Okay. So it's a T-shirt. You can go. There's going to be a limited supply of these. 150 of them will be on the Denny's website starting at 12 a.m. Eastern time on the 24th. So what, a week from now? And the T-shirt will have a QR code, which will be valid for a year. And so for $5.99, you get free breakfast every single day. You get the everyday value slam meal. So that's the, the two eggs, the two bacon, the two sausage. Ooh, a pan- steal! Pancakes, French toast, or a biscuit and gravy. Uh, the value is $2,100 or so. So are you going to be trying to get one of these? 150 Are you shirts, kidding? Yes, absolutely. Gonna, I'm going to be up gonna, at 11 p.m. on Thanksgiving night thing is attempting gonna, to get this T-shirt. Well, let's just going to sell out in two seconds. Let's establish one thing. Five ninety nine for any T-shirt's a good deal. <laughs> I don't care what's on it. It's it's just a, a T-shirt that's Let alone said, a QR code so that the, allows you free Denny's the, all the time. The T-shirt just says every day, pancakes, bacon, eggs, and on the sleeve it has a QR code that they'll scan when you, when you show up. Imagine what we could get for the show fund if we sold it. Well, if even a single even a single one of us. I'm using that to pay for my Germany trip. There we go. Get it up fifteen dollars a sure day. You can't resell it. I'm guessing is what they probably have some weird things like you're not allowed to resell it. But I, yeah, what why are they gonna not do have my name why, attached to it? They're gonna they check my ID. A contract. Why not have uh, dinnerdrip.com is the website? I think we should all try for it. Is everybody willing to get on the website oh, at eleven me. o'clock on Thanksgiving Dine, night? Excuse me. So you're telling me diner on drip. Black Friday, my number one priority has to be getting a Denny shirt. Yes. Also, kudos to them for choosing Black the Friday. for choosing the um, website title Diner Drip. That's yeah. pretty strong, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to them. That's very good because you can already buy some stuff. Well, yeah, Come and their these. normal T-shirts are like thirty bucks, Nick, as you had previously pointed out. So it really is a steal for a six-dollar T-shirt. I mean, why not try to get this five ninety-nine? I'll let you know how it goes, guys. How how many times do you think you'd go to Denny's in a year if you got this shirt? Oh, I'd go a couple times a month. 
couple times a month, you yeah. just end up in a Denny's all by go, yourself? I wouldn't go five times a week. That'd be terrible. But I, I'd go... Initially, I'd go at least. Initially, I'd go a couple times a week, right? That the first time, I'd probably for one straight week ago, and then I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna lay off." I'm for gonna back weeks. off a little bit. Can you give the the question? Really is, yeah. Can I just wash that shirt a bunch? Can I just give you like Cody? Hey, I had it for breakfast. You you, you going to Denny's tonight? And I well, can it just says give once you, a day, so maybe I could use it the, the next, next day. day. So I'm saying, yeah, like, I would, can I just I give you know, the I shirt? So. Can you just rotate the shirt? That shirt would be well traveled. I think we have to do some more research. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. That. Good. You're not going to get one of those shirts, I don't think. The text line is correct. Unfortunately, it'll be like the, the bots will get the checkout stuff before you do. That's how somebody look. That's how a lot of these limited release things go. Unfortunately, well, the, all right. That's the, the, they're, they're not going to keep the bots from getting. By the way, not a single one in Missouri or Kansas is not participating. There's a list of non-participating oh, ones. And they're all up. Not all ones go. in these states. All right. Well, coming up next, we'll get back to some Chiefs football. The Chiefs red half hour and the door that's slamming shut on the AFC West. Listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock, right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. Uh, We got food down at the Thanksgiving feast. Nick, you had not gotten some yet, but I wanted to let you know. That if you're worried about beverages, I got you covered. I picked up some of the wine they had available right. downstairs for us. Bottles of wine down there. They got we brought, wine? We brought As in, I up. took an entire bottle of wine. Wait, what, red or white? White. I got a bottle of wine up here now. It chilled? Yeah, it showed on the video. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's I don't the know brand? if I was allowed what's to take an year? entire bottle. What's the year? <laughs> it's a 2020. <laughs> Kim Crawford. Oh, Kim. Kim Crawford. Dude, I'm not even From kidding Marlboro. you. Kim Crawford's good. Sauvignon Blanc. I know you think I'm. You know, I know I'm you think not. I'm I actually think it's good. No, I know because my girlfriend and my sister drink Kim Crawford. Kim, my girl. Am I allowed to take a whole bottle, or what do you think the protocol is? Yeah, I think we already we'll, did it, so. Might, it might oh, well, so too late. Might as well open it Noted. up now and just sip on that. We need some glasses. The, well, just let it breathe for a minute. <laughs> let it breathe. Yeah. Now you're just let saying it. wine buzzwords. I have fully exhausted my wine buzzwords. <laughs> okay. Well, once we get some glasses, we can all have a little. Okay. Thanks to uh, thanks to Smokehouse Barbecue for the food, man. Appreciate that. We just inhaled it during the break, as a matter of fact. Nick hasn't gone down yet to go and grab some, I don't think. Figured I'd get you guys settled first. Thanks. Oh, you're, oh, you're, planning you're just going to leave? Are you planning on leaving during this segment? You guys don't mind, do you? So you're just going to leave in the middle will of the segment. Will you at least, hey, no one has to hear you, but will you at least take the camera down so people can see what we're eating? Dude, that seems like a, no. Hey, look, Nick, hey, we'll just do a normal conversation. What? No big deal. And then what, all of a sudden? We'll do everything else. If someone's watching the live stream, they can just happen to hear the normal conversation and also see what Nick is choosing from the buffet. I need to get back up here. It'd be you one thing if care? one of you guys did it. I need to get back up here as quickly as possible. Why? If we go off air, I'll tell you. Do you? Uh, how? 
Someone will text us and say we're off air or something. I don't know. That's not how this works. And you know that. <laughs> All right, fine. Go get your food. Thank you. Go get your food. Talk about something else, I guess, while we're doing this. How about the Chiefs? How about the door being slammed closed on the AFC West? I mean, there's not even any doubt. They're, to me, they're already in great shape. But if they win on Sunday, it really is over. It is oh, I mean, it's, it's borderline mathematically over. I know that sounds yeah. like it's not because... But how many games? Like, we asked this question once earlier this year, and I think it's a good time to revisit it for this conversation. How many games do you think it takes to get the AFC West? And how many games do you think it takes to get the one seed right now? Because yeah. the AFC West, as it currently sits, 13 wins it for sure, right? Oh, for the division? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, the, the division, I would argue, you might be able to still get 12. 11. Well, I mean, the Chargers only have four losses right now. They're about to have five on Sunday, though, Cody. I know, but if they didn't, like, you know, like if you, you know, but if they you didn't, gonna, if they won. That's the thing. And, the, and you, remember, and you'd have the tiebreaker. So if, if you know Chiefs, what it is, I think 12 wins it. I think I'm with you. I think not 11. I wouldn't go as far as 11, but I think 12 wins the AFC West, which means we're, Chiefs only have to win five of their final, like, not seven games or eight games. I'm nitpicking here, but the reason why I still think it's 11 is because the Chiefs have the tiebreaker. So they could, you know what I'm saying? Like 11. Yeah, wins. but if they lost, then not so much. Yeah. Yeah, this is going with the thought that the Chargers go to five and five on Sunday, which means they're losing at least one more the rest of the stretch, which means they'd have the tiebreaker, which means 11 12. would do it. But so, it is crazy. You know, before the season started, I think we were having the conversation that we're like, oh, first team to 11 for sure, like for sure wins it. And it looks like that will be the case, but it's just not the way we all thought. We thought it was going to yeah. beat up on each other. You would other. have actually needed 13 or 14 based on the way the Chiefs are going at this stage. For, for Maybe the, 15 yeah. at the way the Chiefs are going at this stage, which means the Chargers never was a race to 11 in any way. Now, what do you think it is to get the one seed? Man, I think I think I two still weeks think ago, it's we 14. Said, yeah, two weeks ago we said 14. Um, looking, it, it's not maybe 14 because of Buffalo as much anymore. I mean, I think they're certainly right there. But now, there, to me, there's three teams that, that can get it. And it's the, the Baltimore Ravens because of their schedule and the way it's setting up that there's a chance that you might need 14 to clear them. Now, they don't have the tiebreaker on you. I don't know what the AFC record for them is versus the Chiefs, right? Those deeper tiebreakers. But we know you can't tie with Buffalo because they'll beat you on the tiebreaker. You don't play Baltimore head to head this year, but then it goes to what AFC record, conference record, conference, and I don't divisional and, and conference record so, end up being the next and two. And so I don't know where things currently sit on that tiebreaker for the Chiefs versus the versus the Ravens. Um, but that would be the other team that's interesting. Fourteen locks it up. I don't think you're you're concerned about it anymore. Before we would have said the Bills had a chance to get to fifteen. Well, that's not happening anymore. Actually, between the. Yeah, the tiebreaker in any particular, like for the wildcard team or for the number one seed, yeah, it's the same thing. Conference record. And as you've pointed out, I mean, that's way too early to start diving into. where can, That's our week 14, 15 mm-hmm. conversation, probably most likely. Where is Kansas City amongst the tiebreakers and where do they rank? But it's, it, again, this game doesn't matter because you're right. If they win on Sunday, it's definitely over, as in no chance. I know this sounds rich coming from me because I, I told you week after two. week three. You said week two is over. Week two, I said it was done. <laughs> it's done. You said, I said if the Chiefs win this game, they win an Arrowhead, they go to two and zero. This division's cooked. I ended up being prophetic, right? As in, I was. I'm looking correct. <laughs> yeah. But you're saying, come on, man, it's way too early. Yeah. But no, even no if they lose this game, they're winning the division because then they'll be tied for the same, and then it will be divisional record as the next tiebreaker. And the Chargers will lose more of those games than Kansas City will. Because Kansas City's only going to lose one. They're not losing any of the games to the Raiders, and they're not losing any of the games to the Broncos, which means they're fitting this, finishing this division with a five-and-run record. So losing this game will not and cannot cost the Chiefs the division. It's over no matter what. The Chiefs are going to win this division. I'm just not willing to give automatic wins the rest of the season to every opponent remaining on the schedule, essentially. I mean, So the, the Chiefs are going to win this division. Um, and I think they got a great chance to be the number one seed. But the same way the Bills have lost a game or two we didn't expect, the same way the Chiefs lost a Colts game earlier this season, you know, I, I'm I'm unwilling to just go mark win, 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 win the rest of the way because it I'm is the NFL. I'm getting close with that with Kansas City. It's the I'm NFL. not fully like, there yet, I, but I'm know, getting closer and closer. I, I think, and I know Mahomes has won 24 straight November and December games, so, right? Um, but I, they, to me, they will lose at least one more game just because it is the NFL. Inside the conference, by the way, is the first tiebreaker for okay. like if the Chiefs and the Bills ended up tied or the Chiefs and the Ravens ended up tied inside of the conference is that the Ravens have lost to the Bills. So an in-conference game, they lost to the Giants, a game that doesn't matter, obviously, and they lost to Miami. 
So they do already have two losses inside the division, which is probably the same number as the Chiefs, right? Chiefs' two losses are to the Colts in the conference and the... It's the Bills and the Colts. The Bills. So so the Bills really the advantage there in the tiebreaker department here in the early going. So as it sits right now, those two teams are even on the first NFL tiebreaker, and then it'll be like the, the dumb one that nobody's going to do the math on right now, which is one loss tight percentage in common games. I, I don't I don't I don't care. <laughs> they both lost the Bills one. I can start with you there. The rest of it doesn't matter to me. That's a whole different conversation I'm not willing to have right we're now. We're about yeah, we're two weeks away from the the long chart that'll get you know get sent out essentially where people have this long grid with colors that'll explain this scenario with this scenario yeah. with I'm that. I'm gonna wait for somebody else to put that I, together I that's like, not me. I I'm kinda even this not to the same extent of me loving renderings for stadium projects. But I'll, I'll admit, I'm a sucker for the playoff like s- simulator and the playoff calculator and the playoff grids and everything. As Cody just put a bottle of wine I in front people of the to camera, see that we had it. Uh, just yeah, the, the 9.99 bottle of wine food. that that is going to be. Is consumed. that how much Kim Crawford is? I think at Target right now it is. Did um, you look at the price tag on it? I did absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting decision by you. Do you want to make sure it's good? It's good wine. No, no, everybody likes. Cu- Kim I'm Crawford. always curious whenever I see a bottle of wine. I'm like, how much is that? I'm always curious what it is. That's all. Do you do that with whiskey too? Yeah. Nick brought a bottle of whiskey, and I actually looked it up. I had a fantastic old-fashioned yesterday. I was curious. I had a fantastic. I was getting my hair cut. You drank an old-fashioned? I was getting my hair cut, and they have the old-school barber set up. And, Surprised uh, to hear this. And you got a beard? He's drinking old fashions, Nick? He's a I, different dude when he gets the beard. No way offered, he's drinking that old-fashioned no beard. They have a bar at the place I get my hair cut now, and they have one of their signature cocktails is a smoked old-fashioned. So they you know, they do yeah, the sure. torch thing, and it's fantastic. It was, it was terrific. And it was I think it was Elijah Craig is what they used for that one. It was really good whiskey. Solid. Just telling you, you're a different guy. Winter Alex with the beard. This is definitely a winter thing. The, the beard, it, it, there's a chance it's gone in, in three weeks as well. It's definitely got to get cleaned up. This, I, if, I, if it was not for our show's No Shave November, I would have at least got it cleaned no, up by yesterday. Way, no, by the way, no one's allowed to complain about cleaning up their beard. On this show, but me. Well, you have nothing to clean up, Cody. No one's allowed to be like, oh, I wish it was a little shorter. I look hideous. <laughs> You're not allowed to be like, oh, I wish you were just a little short. No, no. I'm stuck with this. Anything you got going on there cannot be all that bad. So uh, it's a I little mean, itchy. Too bad. It's actually not even itchy anymore. You How about that? that phase. How about that? It's not Why even is that itchy, itchy either? Well, I guess it's, I don't even, there's nothing to itch. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I don't know what it is. <sighs> it's hair. Uh, it's on my face. Mm-hmm. It's not great if you're looking for... A general <laughs> breakdown of it. Uh, we, we, we talk, you know, we talk about the running back situation from a Pacheco slash Clyde standpoint, because we all know Jarek McKinnon staying on the field for one reason in particular, because he's a hell of a pass blocker. And I know Arrowhead Pride had a write up about him, just how underrated he is in terms of how important he is for this Chiefs team. I kind of feel like we have let his contributions to the offense fly way under the radar, because essentially what we're getting is playoff Jarek McKinnon. Playoff Jarek McKinnon was a whole different ball game. Remember when he just burst onto the scene all of a sudden and mattered to this offense seemingly out of nowhere? Well, he's healthy. He's staying on the field, and they're utilizing him. First, the thing you can't see. If you listen to anybody talk about him, including Patrick Mahomes yesterday, he is their best pass blocker. It is not particularly close, and the team knows that. So there's the contribution you probably don't you know notice as much as a fan, right? It's not like we spend a bunch of time in the show breaking down Uh, someone's pass blocking effort. I think we talked a little bit about it with Nate, not a common conversation. So not something you would notice, but his ability in the receiving game and keeping teams honest. That is what we've been asking for, for two years, most of this year and all of last year, when teams started to play Kansas city further and further back from the line of scrimmage, all we kept asking is, is there not a running back or something you can throw this ball to in order to keep teams from just letting it give away he has 25 catches for 212 yards. He's on kept, he's on pace for 40 catches for this team this year. He is definitively on the year, mostly their third option at running back, and sometimes he's in there just to pass protect and not catch it all. He has been a lot of this large in his career, but they needed this. They need this kind of pass catching back because Clyde never developed into this. This is what they thought they were getting in Clyde. He hasn't been the runner or the pass catcher, we thought, and Jarek is filling that role. It's been the last two years great. What a, what an addition they've been able to have with, with him coming into the organization. There was a lot of question whether or not he'd be back this year. That's why we, I think they brought in Ronald Jones, honestly. I know we're talking about Clyde, but I really think they believe that McKinnon maybe wasn't going to be healthy enough or not be back this year, so they brought in Ronald Jones as well. He's not a pass blocker. We went through that when 
<laughs> when, when he when he got signed, that was like a, that's been an issue, a major issue for him. Correct. But they they thought that Ronald Jones, if McKinnon wasn't back, that that's why they would maybe need Ronald Jones. And then I think not only did McKinnon come back, but then they drafted Pacheco, and they've obviously really liked what I they was, have. Honestly, and, because and because Pacheco and McKinnon are working, I was really confused that they put in that waiver claim for Eno Benjamin. Yeah, that I'm like, was what are you doing here? Like, I, I, would, Jared, so Tillery would, makes sense, right? Okay, fine. So honestly, if they would have got McKinnon, or excuse me, uh, you know, Benjamin off waivers, was it their way of telling Ronald Jones he could go? That was the only thing I could figure. You claim Eno Benjamin, and then you could be like, fine, Ronald so Jones, you can claimed, go be free. They would have claimed Benjamin and then just had him be the guy that's an active rest of the Klein? Well, no, my, that's my point, yes, though. Like, I think that that's, yes, I guess. So I, I don't, think Benjamin's better than Ronald here's Jones. Here's the thing. I say yes, but I don't know. Alex, that move made no sense to me. I'm confused by it. Um, you know, Benjamin had been playing for his team. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think you'd want to come to Kansas City and just be inactive on game days. But who are they going to cut? Like, Jarek McKinnon's kind of hurt right now, right? He showed up in the injury report yesterday as a limited participant, but he's not, like, done for the season or something. That was just a weird move. But when you talk about Jarek McKinnon in this offense, he is he's not the most important, right? We understand that that's Kelsey, and then it's Juju, and then even before you get to Jarek McKinnon. But I think that you could make you would get to some of the other wide receivers like McColl and MVS. I think you can make an argument he's their most important running back, and I think that he is because it's not Clyde. It's certainly not Clyde. Not anymore. So it's Pacheco, who is truly one-dimensional. You can still hand the ball off to Jarek McKinnon if you want. It's not going to be successful, but you can do it. And he's huge in the pass-blocking game, and he's huge in the pass-receiving game. He is their most important running back. Well, that's because the other guys are by committee. (laughs) The other guys are by committee, and Jarek McKinnon's the one constant. You know what his role is definitively. They trust him. And there was the breakdown by uh, Baldy, I believe, on Twitter a day or two ago, and, and something Mahomes was even asked about. Uh, where it showed the one particular instance where McKinnon, like his knowledge and, and smarts of the game, really in his instincts, where you know they're you're talking about a defense where they were trying to confuse the Chiefs a little bit, and Jarek McKinnon was able to pick up the. There was one guy that was going outside, and a lot of times the running back they were saying would would have gone and followed that guy and said he knew that there was going to be somebody else coming through. So about left, him instead. The, I think it would have been to the left of Andrew Wiley on that play, or maybe it was Prince was in. I couldn't remember. And he was able to pick that up, and it, it bought Mahomes some extra, you know, an extra half second. The fact that they second like, and a half. The, the fact that they left him isolated on Nick Bosa is all I need to know. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of times in that game, they're like, "You block Nick Bosa." You're like, "Me, the running back?" Like, "Yeah, you got it." And he did fine. I know he got called for a penalty on one, but he did he did the job. He kept Nick Bosa from destroying the quarterback. No, it's impressive what he's. I mean, it really is. It is it's impressive how. Do you Biden, think he's their most important running back? Well, he is because he's when you when he's you, the most when, versatile. When your other well. He is because pass protection is so important for this team right now. Yeah. But also, the other two guys are by committee right now. So it'd be one thing if you had McKinnon doing his thing, and then the, there was one other clear back that was always getting the carries, that was always producing. They don't have that. So he's the only guy that consistently, game in and game out, you know is somebody that they ha- you know are, are, are relying on, part of their, their scheme. The other, Pacheco or Clyde, they're not relying on, uh, on one of them. They're relying on both of them. So that automatically, yeah, makes McKinnon... Uh, quite a bit more valuable, as a matter of fact. You know who we know is valuable? Travis Kelsey. Uh, yeah, I would but say so. But more importantly, so. Travis Kelsey's podcast, which is very popular and is growing in popularity, is talking about other valuable players inside the Chiefs locker room and started talking about, not surprisingly, Kadarius Tony. When a team, when it, when a guy like Travis Kelsey says he doesn't know what happened, in letting Tony go, it does kind of stand up. This was him on the New Heights podcast talking about his new team, teammate, Kadarius Tony. The catch that he had on the sideline. He's just over there mid-route just running. Got two guys on him like, nah, I'm just going to go ahead and make sure these gloves are on tight so I can snag this thing out there. And it's like <laughs> he gets up and just <laughs> crazy athlete, unbelievable player when he gets the ball in his hands. Um, and obviously can run great routes. Um, happy that he got his first touchdown in the National Football League. He's the first of many for sure, man. So can you believe the Giants let Kadarius Tony go? No, I don't know how he got out of that building. I just don't get it. I don't get it one bit. I don't understand. I, like, I don't even want to understand. I don't even want to know yeah. what they were, what happened over there. I am just extremely happy that Brett Feach found a way, yet again, to get an unbelievable talented player in this building. He's like, I don't know what happened there, and I don't really care, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm just now. glad. Because we asked that same thing. If your best receiver is Darius Slayton, are you sure? Just watch Tony There's play so once. Many, are um, you sure you don't want him to play I, for you? I think 
in sport, there's so many reasons why a guy has success in one market and not the other, one organization, not the other. We can talk about this in baseball, basketball, football. It's weird. There's, there's, there are a lot of instances where it, sometimes it doesn't make sense. A guy will go to one place and looks like a completely different player, and it's a combination of themselves, the coaching staff, the city, w- whatever, right? It just it, it does. It's a one of those weird things. things that happens. Just uh, want to point out, though, thinking of Kadarius Tony, Dave Tobe uh, just a few minutes ago says that Tony will be the punt returner going forward. Quote, he's something with the balls in uh, – with the ball in his – with the ball in Pardon? His, <laughs> Excuse with me? With the ball in his hands. <laughs> You're actually probably good that you went yeah. ahead and cut that sentence off a little bit because uh-huh. you didn't finish that whole yeah, sentence. I caught myself. It he, would, quote, uh, he's something with the ball in his hands. So Kadarius they also called him courageous. Like he's going out for Kadarius. Tony is, uh, is going to be the punt returner going forward as he, as he should be now. Right. I wonder with, you know, if the wide receivers are banged up though, does that, does that impact that? Because today, Juju's well, with Pacheco not, didn't, they yeah, made him so, the lead back so, and they still made him do kick returns. So Juju's not practicing today. Same with Chris Lamont's both in concussion protocol, uh, McCall Hardman, uh, dealing with, uh, now they've officially classifying it as a abdomen slash heel injury will not practice, but, MVS, we, we mentioned this earlier, illness yesterday, think he's going to play Sunday. He's already back at, at practice or expected to be. So I think they'll have MVS okay, Sunday. So when we have this conversation later, we can have it, you know, with what it looks like now that we know MVS is in there, which is still thin. Mm-hmm. Like Juju and Noah McColl is still thin. But the Tony kick return, we talked about the punt return stuff. It was too obvious with Tony when they got him that that made more sense that he did it than Sky Moore ever did. And it's not Sky Moore's fault. You didn't know. He had never done kick or punt returns. So you put him back there and you find out if it's a skill set that he possesses because he's a good athlete. So you think, all right, we could teach him punt returns. Other guys have learned it or found ways to learn it across the board. But whether or not he can do it in the long term, we didn't know. And it wasn't working. He was making mistakes consistently over and over and over again. And that was causing problems. So at, we were at a point, yeah. remember, we were just like anybody back there that isn't him. We were hoping for Trent McDuffie to come back so it could be him. We didn't care. But now that it's Tony moving forward, I think Tobe's got it right. Yeah, Dave Tobe also was asked about the onside kick because they looked like they didn't expect it. And he he owned that when he said, I didn't remind them I'll take the blame on that one as well. I guess he started his press conference today uh, saying that, just want to remind everybody, we did win the game, which I always laugh at. It's like, yeah, it doesn't mean there's not still criticism that can happen. Like, we Wait, know he's, so he's getting mad at us? Oh, I think he was joking. At the, mm. the quote was that, but I don't, I'm assuming he was Hey, he's joking. probably joking. Tobe's got yeah. a good sense of humor. Yeah. He's probably like, That's before you guys hammer me with a bunch of questions about how bad the special teams have been, I'd like to remind, remind you that we've won and we're first place mm-hmm. in the AFC right now. So just before you want to ask anything, please go ahead and consider yeah. that some news. I still think it's ridiculous that I know you're saying like circumstances change, man, but I'd be actively mad at the Chiefs if they had let go of a player like that and they immediately showed up for another team that way. I'd be like, what the hell were oh, you doing sure. this entire time? Were you even trying to coach him? Did you try to get him on a field? Could you have gotten, you know, like... Oh, it would be. I mean, it would be the conversation. I just think there's always so many different scenarios that potentially can go into why it works. Like, there's the player buy-in aspect. Again, there's the coaching staff. There's a lot of reasons why it does work in a certain play. We, we have this conversation about baseball all the time. Now, baseball, when pitchers, it's a lot more complicated in terms of some of the development there and why, you know, what do they see on film that that there's maybe there's a different release or whatever. We had this conversation about uh, Jacob Junis with the Giants, how he got off to such a great start with the Giants. And we're like, what the hell happened? We here? do it with quarterbacks, too. A yes. lot. Yeah. Yes. Like, I could just... Anybody who's had Geno on their roster for the in, last it's decade. Fu- it's funny being in Kansas City because you could do it with, like, any player. Like, imagine if Trevor Lawrence were drafted by the Chiefs instead of the Jaguars. Do you think he'd look like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league right now? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it turns out... Where you go, circumstances and those things do play a factor. But it's just like you couldn't get anything out of him. And I understand the first year they did. They had no passing game at all, and he still managed to get like 500 yards from them and had one massive game. But that's what it's like. Why were you so willing to walk on this so quick? You saw the quick glimpses. He had a 10-catch, 189-yard game for you. You sure you didn't? Like, how about this? Are you sure you didn't want to get him on the field one more time just to see? Because they didn't even activate him. You sure you didn't want to activate him? Just one more time, get him a couple of pre-designed looks and find out? Because if he had made that catch on the sideline for you or ran that end around for you, you might have been like, eh, give us a couple more weeks, right? Just to, just to make sure. Like leading up to the trade deadline. Not even that final week. Just, you know, 
see what you have in Kadarius Tony. But who cares? Weird things, hap- weird things happen in New York, though. I mean, for I what, at the end for Beckham, it got really weird, and and it didn't it didn't end well for Beckham there. Who knows, right? Different regimes, different coaching staffs, but just. I just think sometimes it, a certain situation fits you, you better than uh, maybe it does in another spot. Up next, we'll get to what's trending more on the injury status for the Chiefs, including how thin they might be on Sunday against the Chargers. Next on Cody and Gold. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football <laughs> tweets. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Listen to every MLB game live The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone Stream minor league affiliates The Midwest League home run leader And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 